Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. How's your little yappy dog, Pat? I uh, very yappy. What's your what's your what's, very yappy? She's what's doing her right. name? A cupcake or Bell? Her name is Bell. Right, that's right. Mm-hmm. She's, she's up on the library shelf. She loves to read. Right, and then the beast comes <laughs> she in. Story. Anyway, she does. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we both feed our dogs, uh, you know, kibble food, and then we put mm-hmm. rough greens on top of it, full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. Um, you know, he feeds Bell kibble food. Mm-hmm. Uno eats Bell. Uh, we just we just pour out a bunch of bells into his, uh, yeah. you know, into his bowl and sprinkle some rough greens when they stop moving a little bit, and then he just eats them. Uh, so it's good. No matter what you feed your dog, you know, other dogs or or kibble food, mm-hmm. it's good for your dog to have this vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in rough greens. Try it out with your dog. Get your first uh, trial bag for free. Just go to uh, roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, looks like we've had a few protests, and there are a few uh, who are Palestinian or on the Palestinian bandwagon that believe that mm, Hamas is not a terrorist group, it's a charity, and whatever the Israelis had, they had coming to them. Uh, it's a disturbingly high number here in America from a new poll. We'll begin in 60 seconds on that. Mantis X, I don't like to miss when I shoot at something, especially these days. The cost of ammo is being so high, and, you know, if you're in robbing my house, I want to I take you down with the first shot, you know. It's, uh, it's only, I just, it's a, it's a cost-saving thing for me, really. So, you know, if there's, a, if there's a way to make sure that I'm 
I'm hitting the target that I'm I'm aiming towards. Practice, practice, practice. And it used to be really practice, practice, practice with live rounds. You could you could uh, dry fire at the house, but you didn't know what you were you know aiming at or target if you hit it at all. You were just guessing. Not the case anymore. Now with Mantis X, you can get a lot of practice you need without firing a real bullet. You can use it with bullets as well, but you don't have to. A high-tech, easy-to-use system, widely now used by the military, and it'll help you improve your shooting quickly. It uh, is something you put on the barrel of the gun, and it monitors absolutely everything, and it connects to your phone or your uh, laptop with Bluetooth, and it will show you exactly what happened as you were aiming, then what happened as you're beginning to pull the trigger, and at the moment of uh, shooting, what's happening to the barrel and it shows you how to fix it start improving today get yours now at mantisx.com that's mantisx.com all right uh just want to get this out because uh the state department has just issued a travel advisory so if you are traveling today they are advising against any travel to lebanon or iraq today just I know. booked my trip to Beirut. I, ah, <laughs> I know. Darn it. Because it's so, it seems. This I time mean, of year? Oh, it's so oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Just as the dead body chalk outlines yeah. are being washed away in the autumn oh, rains. Oh, it's, it's so absolutely nice. lovely. So nice. You know. So. Yeah. And you, at night, it. it's like the heavens are alive because you can see all the stars because there's no power. And right. you can see all right. of the stars, and then uh-huh. it reflects on that fresh blood in the streets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the tracer fire as it's going. Oh, it is so up into the sky. Beautiful. beautiful. Sometimes reds. Sometimes you know, white. If you're gonna it's go lovely. to if you're gonna go to Beirut, I mean, this is the time. To this do is it. the time to do it. Don't cancel. I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't cancel. And the same with same with Iraq. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you got to get there. Beautiful. You know, when are you gonna get there again? only going to get worse yeah you know go see it go see it uh, <laughs> travel i saw that the state department is offering a travel advisory they're warning you shouldn't really oh really? no oh. not that wow. beautiful trip we've been planning for years to beirut don't ruin that for us wait a minute don't. what about gaza is gaza safe <laughs> Because our cruise was going to stop in Gaza, in Gaza City. Yeah. That was one of the port cities oh, we were counting shoot. on. Ah. I, you know, and I booked the, the Klinghoffer suite uh, <laughs> on the cruise ship. And gosh, oh, darn boy. it. Okay. Uh, here closer to home, uh, Senna Karasafi has worked at Texas A&M since 2006. She teaches courses in the Department of International Affairs. Uh, students enrolled in different courses that she teaches claim she has referred to Hamas as a charity organization or a humanitarian group. Uh, that's not that's not what they are. In case you don't know, they're an Islamist militant movement. Uh, so uh, a student taking the course uh, political Islam and jihad said the teacher prohibits students from recording her lectures or taking pictures of slideshow presentations. Oh, I bet she does. Online reviews of Rate My Professors mention that the course's information is inaccurate and ideologically slanted, with students alleging that she doesn't provide real adequate sources. 
the student said she was taught that Israel helped create Hamas like the U.S. helped create Al-Qaeda. Uh, students also allege that the uh, professor has denied the Armenian genocide in her classes. Well, that's probably why she doesn't you know, want any sources, because you really have to go to Turkish sources, sources or Islamic <laughs> sources to be able to hear that fresh, fresh look at the Armenian genocide. Uh, so, she, and you want that fresh look? You do, don't you? You do. You, really you know, do I want to look at all sides. Yeah, I want to look at all sides, but yeah. I only want to get credit if I agree on the professor side. Yes, you know what I mean. That's right. Because they have all of the truth. Now, Bill Mark came out and uh, he said, um, you know the. Uh, the students at these elite colleges, uh, he said, with recent events, I think it shows that if you go to these places, it just makes you stupid. Here he is. And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. <laughs> And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. (laughs) There are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas, mm. among them the simplistic yep. notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. Mm. <laughs> Now, now I recognize that a certain amount of foolishness is expected of college kids, but mixing Jägermeister and tomato juice isn't the same as siding with terrorists. (laughs) 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what Mm -hmm. constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. But it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and genderqueer identities class. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So there's, uh, there's Bill Maher uh, over the weekend. And just to prove that you're an idiot if you go to school... Um, Oregon high school uh, graduates won't have to prove basic mastery of reading, writing, or math until at least 2029 after the State Board of Education voted unanimously to pause the requirement. So Oregon Mm -hmm. high school students will not have to take a test to prove that they can read, write, or do arithmetic. Now, I, because I can read and write, it's actually arithmetic, but arithmetic. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a three R's, right. so it needs to start exactly. with an R. Right, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. But no. Well, it should be the two R's and an A, but... Uh, now, it should be one R, one W. 
Oh yeah, and you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. See, yes, I know. which is with a which which is with an R, but when it could also be spelled with a W for right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we okay. got that going for us. <laughs> yeah. I can I can do this simple math. Uh-huh. Pat, like and you that. just did. And I just did. I don't know which right I would write down for this, but mm-hmm. uh anyway, um so now the uh the kids could go to college uh and not read. Um uh, not be able to do math. Um so that's a good that's a good system. Can you imagine if you uh had a job like apparently teachers have where you can teach the kids and uh, you know they're all showing up for for reading, writing, arithmetic, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they and can't they, do any of and it. They don't have to do any of it, and nobody <laughs> says anything about your performance. <laughs> Nobody's like, hey. "That's a good gig." <laughs> yeah, if you can get it, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Wow, so, Oregon has just gone to hell. Are they? They're, they're like California on steroids now, which is why part of the state's trying to secede. So yeah. Yeah, my you know my grandfather was right. He said the people who are too weird for California are coming up here and they're going to wreck it. And they are. And they are. That's yeah. exactly what is. Uh, that's exactly what is happening. So you got that going for you. Meanwhile, mm. uh, as the Halloween season looms, um, one man decided to get on to uh, Tinder. Is Tinder the one that you swipe right or left? Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like that's a good hooker at a good price. That That is like real people, right? Real people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, anyway, so apparently uh, this, uh, this guy named Derek, that's all we know, uh, he posted that he just matched with his dead wife on Tinder. Uh, he said, I had swiped left so many times I almost missed it. I wish I had. Now, when you're swiping left, is that like? I think that's a reject, right? Is that a reject? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he almost mm-hmm. he re- was rejecting his wife. Almost. Wow. Mm. Wow. And so he mm. didn't. Even his dead wife. He's, well, you get into a habit of just you just go. Okay. Just mm-hmm. Well, I. You sound like you have experience with Tinder. I've heard. You've heard. Okay. All right. Uh, I skimmed through her profile. There was no writing. But three other pictures of my dead wife I had never seen before, including one at the Statue of Liberty behind her. I knew we had never been to New York City, nor had she, at least to my knowledge. I swiped right, and I breathed for the first time in nearly two minutes. I struggled to sleep for the next 48 hours, never getting a match, ready to message Tinder and tell them someone is impersonating my beloved dead wife on the app and doing some sort of magical Photoshop to put her in pictures. Uh, the match came in at three thirty three a.m., and uh, he got a message back. Just said a simple hi. Wow, powerful. Yeah, powerful. That's powerful. He's like he uh. he wanted to say, you know, he wrote her back. Who is this? Why are you doing this? Where'd you get these pictures of my wife? She died of cervical cancer two years ago. You're a monster. Um, probably not mm. the the response. That's going to get him a date. Yeah, probably not. You know? That doesn't sound promising. Yeah, yeah. At all. So he said, you know, somebody is doing this to me. Uh, somebody who obviously doesn't like me. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Or maybe 
it's not your wife. It's somebody who looks like your wife. Right. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Doesn't it have the names of the people? It does, right? Yeah, well. So this he, is a person that shares the same name as his wife? Is that? Uh, that's not in the story. Okay. That's not in the story. All right. Um, however, however, he went on and told the story. And uh, one of the comments said, my late, night, my late partner put a song on Amazon Playlist. And then, and then changed my Pinterest account to a pet name that only the two of us know. So it's happened to me. Wow. 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 Are you scared a little I, bit? Yeah. I mean, we're spooky. coming up to Halloween. That is Wanted spooky. To see if we could. Yeah. That's really. Wow. So the dead are coming to life on Tinder? Yes. That's. Or is this like a Lifetime movie where the person didn't really die? They just faked their death. It yeah, could be. And now could be. they're showing up on could Tinder. Be. But if you were mm-hmm. a Brit, you'd never figure that out. Because here's the latest research from Great Britain. Okay. Okay. Um, apparently, Brits uh, have very little idea about anything to do with space. And that's probably because they never went there. You know? And they were like, ah, the Americans did it. We're losers. Right. We're not going to brush our teeth. <laughs> and that's where they've they just left huh. it at that. So nearly two thirds of them have no idea how many planets are in the solar system. Come on. Two thirds of two thirds British. OK, how many uh, how many planets in the solar system? Twelve. No, come on. Fifteen. No, there's really. nine. No, unless you don't count Pluto, then there's eight. Okay, you ready for this? This is this mm-hmm. is how much you want to talk about anti-Semitism. This is how much this writer and this research company hates the UK. Okay, all right. Researchers have discovered forty-nine percent of uh, you know uh, citizens of the UK do not have a clue about space. Nearly two-thirds don't know how many planets are in the solar system. One in five said nine instead of the correct number, eight. That doesn't count. <laughs> that does not that count. That does not count. Stop it. I, because I still, I still accept Pluto as, as a planet. I do too. Yeah. I'm not going to let that chunk of ice just no. fly out there all by itself uh-uh. without some recognition. I grew up my whole life. Pluto's a That's planet. That's right. So to me, it, it still is. It is. Now, they're not as smart as we think either. Because okay. 14%, and I don't know how you tie your shoes, 14% could not name a single planet in the solar system. Oh, come on. Including Earth. I would, I would imagine <laughs> that includes Earth. <laughs> yeah. So they're just, I just wanted to give you something that makes you feel a little yeah. better about. Superior. Yeah. yeah a little better about you okay. and our country, quite honestly. <laughs> Uh, If it hadn't been clear to you before, you need to understand uh, now that your personal information is out there. The truth is always out there. It's online, up for grabs to cyber criminals. Sad to say, but this is 2023 and everyone's information is online somewhere. That's why it's so incredibly important to have online protection from the best in the business. And that would be LifeLock by Norton. Every time, every time you're online, your information is out there. Every time you've put your stuff online, it's out there and it doesn't go away. 
Don't wait for somebody to steal your personal identification and your information. Start protecting yourself from it. And the best way to do it, because nobody can stop everything, is LifeLock by Norton. You have that installed. It'll save you so much money and hassle. Help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 25% off with the first year promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. In my continuing effort to bring you hope and to make you feel better about yourself and your life and know if, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, Robert Plant uh, has um, in, con- in, in, in concert um, and people said it was spine chilling, right? Yeah, they said yeah. it was chilling. Yeah, yeah chilling. Yeah. Um, he, for the first time in 14 years, 16, per- 16 years, mm-hmm. performed Stairway to Heaven. Yes. And here it is. Yeah, we got to zip ahead. Or otherwise we're gonna, yeah. It's like a 14-minute intro. Mm-hmm. But he's really... Oh, here we oh, go. Yeah, here. And she's by Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, that's a different kind of chilling. Yeah, um, well, that's chillingly that's bad. That's actually the good part. <laughs> but she wants to be sure. Because you know sometimes words have to me. Okay, not it's really kind I of mean, sad. It's sad, but. By the <laughs> Still has There's a songbird that sings. Sometimes all of my thoughts are misgiving. Okay, it's not it's not really plant, but you know, he's seventy five. Yeah, so, so he's seventy five. Yeah, and it makes me wonder. Okay, right, now it's starting to mm-hmm. now it's fall like, apart a little bit. He uh, should have played just the highlight of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, honey, no. Uh, it's like no. It's starting to really fall apart badly here, and uh, mm-hmm. but there's a feel. Oh man! Yeah. When I look to the west, and my spirit is crying. Now, let me ask you. That's Robert Plant at seventy-five. Who's doing a better job, him or Joe Biden? Robert Plant. Right. By I far. here. I'm here. By I, far. You thought I was going to tear down Robert Plant? No, no, no. 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 I want Robert Plant to feel he good. He's kicking ass as well. <laughs> you are smoking it, dude. Smoking it. The Glenn Beck Program. Barbara wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She says, I was hit by a car uh, as a pedestrian. I had to relearn how to walk, and I was always in pain after that. But since I've been taking Relief Factor, I found the much-needed relief from that pain. Thank you, Relief Factor. Barbara, I'm so glad that you're up and walking again. Uh, God bless you. I can't imagine. If you've been dealing with pain in your life and you feel like you've tried everything— Maybe it's time just to 
try Relief Factor. Just give it a shot. Three-week quick start. You take it as directed for three weeks. It's 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and more than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or call 800, the number 4, relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, relieffactor.com, 800, the number 4, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. live, Eastern, uh, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. So there's a new movie coming out. Uh, and it asks the question, is America a police state? And more and more people are believing that it is. I think it's up to 50% of the population now believes that, you know, justice can't be found and uh, we're headed towards um, uh, real trouble. Um, Dinesh D'Souza is the filmmaker. No relation to John Philip Souza that I know of, that I know of. Uh, Dinesh is with us now. Hi, Dinesh. How are you? Hey, Glenn. It's hey. a pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Sure, sure. Um, so tell me about the uh, tell me about the film. Police state. Well, the the film is a um, uh, raises the question, uh, do we find now in America many of the features that we have previously identified with unfree, tyrannical or police state societies? So think about. Uh, North Korea, China, the old Soviet Union, the defining features of those societies are what? Well, mass surveillance of the citizens. We have that now. Systematic censorship. We have that now. Uh, the attempt to create a one party state to lock up the leader of the opposition party. We have that now. Criminalization of dissent. We have that now. Uh, indoctrination in the schools and propaganda in the media. We have that now. Political prisoners, to some degree, we have that now. So as I go down the checklist, I'm very alarmed to see that the old distinction that you and I and many others used to make were the free world and then there's the unfree world. These distinctions have really eroded, if not collapsed altogether. Is there a place that is growing in freedom anywhere? That's a really good question. And in fact, somewhat toward the middle or the second part of the movie, I raise a startling possibility. Uh, I call it police planet. And I raise that because mm. I noticed that with COVID, um, you know, the same things happening in America were happening in Canada oh, and yeah. in Australia, New Zealand, all over Europe. And so it almost is as if we now have a Western model of the police state. Then, of course, there is the Chinese model and the world, in a sense, is being made to choose between one police state or another. And the people, I mean, what people haven't tied together yet is, you know, when you see people protesting the farmers in the Netherlands and you have the people in the orange vests in uh, France and the the people for Brexit uh, in England. What they're really saying is the same thing that many people said in the Tea Party, and that is um, we, we don't want 
a global state. We don't want the government in everything in our life. We don't want the elites. And it seems as though in every country, all parties are pushing in that direction. Some of them are slowing it down, but nobody seems to be really pulling in the other direction. Um, And it's really the elites against the people. And the elites are fine with locking up and police stating everybody. I find it remarkable how people today with a straight face, and we're talking here about professors, we're talking here about government officials, we're talking here about figures at the UN or the World Economic Forum, they will make a bald-faced case for censorship without any reservation, without any hemming and hawing, without any sense of, apolog- of you know, giving an apology, like, you know, we don't really want to censor people, but we kind of have to. And so there is a kind of blatant um, uh, appeal here to tyranny. And yet there are too many Americans, I think, who are a little blind to all this. I liken them sort of to the antelope or the wildebeest where they go, you know, I'm not Trump. And, you know, Dinesh, I didn't go in the Capitol in January 6th. And so I pay my taxes. And so I'm never going to have the FBI coming smashing through my door. And the point of this film is to say to that guy, you could not be more wrong. I have a lot of ordinary people in the film who experience the hot breath of the police state or, you know, what Orwell called the boot stamping on the human face. And give me some of those examples. Well, a good example of a guy is Mark Houck. He's a, you know, he's a pro-life activist and he takes his son. They go outside the abortion clinics and they counsel people and so on. They don't interfere with anything. Well, one of the counselors comes up to his son and starts hassling the kid, sort of insulting his dad in front of the kid. So Mark Houck gets kind of agitated and he pushes the guy. He doesn't hit him. He just pushes him. The guy falls down and then runs into the clinic. Well, eventually Mark Houck finds the federal government charging him with violating the so-called FACE Act. Now, the FACE Act is interfering with reproductive services at a clinic. He wasn't doing that. He wasn't blocking women from getting in the clinic. This was a clinic counselor that came out and accosted him. And yet he was facing years and years in prison. uh, But he decided, I'm not going to plea bargain. I'm not going to take a deal. I'm going to go before a jury. And so not only does he tell his story, but he happened to have all this body cam footage of the FBI raid on his house. All of that is in the film, and we recreate parts of his story. So this is the beauty of a film is cinematically you can bring it home to people. They don't just hear about it. They can kind of feel it and see it. So we are not we're not in a police state as usually uh, um, uh, defined yet, because usually a police state happens uh, shortly after what we're going through right now, just chaos everywhere, crime everywhere, um, you know, and they they'll close the borders and lock things up and tell everybody exactly what to do. And then you have the police state. We have the emerging police state. Do you agree with that or disagree? I agree completely. In fact, I think it's fair to say that if it was a full-fledged police state, I couldn't have made this film, and quite likely you and I could not be having this conversation. Right. You're right. Uh, so we are not in a full-fledged police state. Uh, I also think that you have, you know, put your finger on a couple of anomalies in America which are unusual for police states. Normally, police states have very low crime. You know, you, you try in China going on the subway and starting to beat up some guy or punch some woman on the subway. The cops right. will come and beat you up and take you away. 
So police states normally have a small side benefit, which is they are very orderly. They're usually very clean. Uh, and so we have this rampant criminality in our, in our cities is a little inconsistent with the police state. But we address this in the movie. The other thing that's interesting is that police states normally have a Berlin Wall. They, sh- they have a wall. You can't get in. You can't get out. They restrict the movement in and out. Uh, but we have a police state with a porous border, and that's strange. And so you have to, again, this is something that the movie ad- addresses. Why do we have an open border in this emerging police state? And the answer is that the people who are building the police state don't have a clear majority. They want to alter the population demographically so that they have the kind of majorities that FDR had in the middle of the 20th century, where it's essentially a one-party state and the Democrats right. can do whatever they want. So is there an answer to stopping this at this point? Because they seem to hold all of the cards now. Well, they don't hold all the the cards. I mean, just look right today. The Supreme Court took the very important case of Missouri versus Biden. Now, this is a case exposing the full collaboration between the multiple agencies of government. I mean, not just one or two, like 15 agencies of government and the digital platforms. Now, what the Supreme Court did, and this court clearly moved slowly, is they lifted an injunction that would have prohibited the government from continuing to sort of work with these digital platforms. They said, okay, we're going to lift the injunction, but we're going to take the case with a decision to come in the spring. Now, you know, for me, that's too slow. I mean, I believe in the good old justice delayed is justice denied. Mm-hmm. There are people being censored right now. The Supreme Court apparently says the government can keep censoring them for another six months until the Supreme Court gets its act together. I think in the end they will strike it down, and that will be a major so. blow against the police state. You know, I was talking to um, Alan Dershowitz, and he's, he said, I've, I, I've been rating us on a banana scale. Ten bananas, you're a full banana republic. He said, I'm up to six. Now, this was about a month ago, and uh, I think we called him and asked him if he had added some. Uh, and I, I think that he has added one. So, you know, we're up to seven out of out of ten um, banana republic. Uh, we're seeing that. And what's happening to Donald Trump is remarkable his free speech being taken away he can't comment i mean how is that even possible in america it's 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 insane i mean if look had they had they filed a single charge against trump and said look you know you hang you you held on pugnaciously to those documents we tried to get you to give them back you refused and so we think a criminal charge is the only way that's going to get you to cooperate you know we could look at the merits of it but 90 plus charges in multiple jurisdictions with a clear shotgun approach. If we can't get him over here, we'll get you over there. I mean, this is classic police state thuggery. And so it is sometimes, you know, you know, Glenn, I came to the United States as a teenager. Um, I've always been a rah-rah American. Uh, it's not just the opportunity, but the, the basic freedoms and the Bill of Rights. But if you were to ask me now with a straight face, are we a, a free society? I would hesitate. I mean, I would not want to say no, and yet I cannot say yes. Yeah, I agree. With the, um, you know, you did the, uh, what was it, thousand, was it thousand mules? Two thousand mules. mules. Um, You did two thousand mules right after the 2020 election. I have not seen any evidence that things have been cleaned up at all or made safer. Are we going to be able to trust this election? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I do know that there have been some 
there has been some progress with the election integrity laws. I know that there was have been some efforts to um, insist upon surveillance for all the drop boxes. This is obviously the job of the campaigns and of the RNC. You know, if you're asking me, do I have a lot of confidence that they are doing all the things no. that are necessary? I would have to say no, uh, same as you. Um, but, you know, you mentioned the thing about a banana republic, Glenn, and I want to say that a police state of the American type is far more sinister than a banana republic. I mean, I sort of grew up in a banana republic. India is kind of a banana republic. The good thing about banana republics is that they're really stupid and that they have a lot of petty Mm. corruption. And you can actually make your way in a banana republic. Nothing really works all that well. But on the other hand, they don't have their, you know, noose around your neck. By and large, India is too chaotic for it to be a tyrannical society, even though there are some police state elements in there now. If the United States becomes a police state, it will be very sinister. It will actually be worse than the Soviet Union. There's a, there's a scene in, in Solzhenitsyn's Gulag about a woman who was told in the, at the train station, they're coming for you. Get on the train and go. But she goes to her apartment. They're waiting for her. She gets arrested. But then Solzhenitsyn says, too bad she didn't get on the train. She could have disappeared in, in vast mother Russia and they would never have found her. Yeah. But I think you know as well as I do, that's yeah. not true today. They would find you right away. I, I said in 2008 um, that if we don't stop this slide... We're going to be we're going to make the Nazis look like rookies. And I think that we better stop this slide pretty quickly because it is ultimate global power now. We're I mean, I just went on a plane yesterday and uh, they, you know, they take your ID and they don't just look at it. Now they take your ID, swipe it and they take a picture of your face. And it's like, what? I mean, there's there's. Yeah. It, they're closing all of these exits for you to be able to just be on your own. You can't do it anymore. Well, the other, the other reason I think that, and this is also a reason to make a movie, is because our police state is in camouflage. It's not open about its motives. Yes. It marches behind the banner of saving democracy and, you know, upholding the rule of law and affirming truth in the face of misinformation and disinformation. So there's a lot of subterfuge and camouflage to bamboozle the ordinary American as if to say, we're not building a police state. We're just fighting for truth and justice and the American way. So the one, one thing that a film can do is like unmask and rip the facade off so people can see really what they're up against. Dinesh D'Souza, Police State. It is in theaters tomorrow, Tuesday, the 23rd and Wednesday, the 25th. Um, that would be the 24th, I think. The virtual premiere. Yeah, sorry, so it's the opening day is actually today. Today. The 23rd, and then okay. Wednesday, the 25th in hundreds of theaters and police state film dot net is the only place to get tickets. So don't go to the theater. Don't don't try to buy them in Fandango. Go to police state film dot net. And this movie has tremendous traction. By the way, if you cannot go to the theater on Friday, the 27th, this coming Friday, we have a virtual premiere where you can watch from home details and tickets on the same website. That's great. PoliceStateFilm.net. Dinesh, as always, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. A pleasure. You bet. Iran has uh, ramped up its rhetoric against Israel, sending oil prices surging, paired with a dip in U.S. oil reserves and now six Chinese ships uh, in the uh, Gulf region. This is um, this is putting us in a pinch. Um, prices are going to go higher and we're going to have to print more money. You know, when our Treasury says, oh, we've got plenty of money and we don't we have no money. 
But anyway, in uncertain times, diversify with gold line. Gold or silver are the things that usually uh, counter any kind of inflation. You buy five one-ounce gold legal tender bars cards right now, and you'll get one two-ounce silver maple flex, 20 copper Mayflower rounds, and 50 mind-your-business silver bars. All that for free. Buy one, uh, sorry, five one-ounce gold legal tender bar cards. You get all the rest of it for free. Call them. They're waiting for your call now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, tomorrow, hopefully, uh, we won't be in World War III. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and I also don't think we're going to have a Speaker of the House. Uh, so we have those two things going. <laughs> tomorrow or Tom- ever? We'll, we'll-, well, tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow, yeah. Right. Uh, but tomorrow, we do have a major announcement um, on some things that are happening at Blaze Media. Uh, we have been battling with big tech for a long time. I told you there would come a time where we would... Uh, where things would change, and the time is now, and we have a major announcement uh, on tomorrow's broadcast that you don't want to miss, um, and and we're gonna hide it like an Easter egg, so you're gonna have to work mm. to get that information, or we'll just make it really easy and transparent. I I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I haven't decided yet, uh, but that's on uh, tomorrow's program. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks for um, spreading hope and believing in God. Thank you. God bless.